0: Welcome to The Sway Effect, a podcast series featuring the innovators, disruptors, movers and shakers that are shaping the marketing communications industry today. I'm Jennifer Risi, the founder and president of The Sway Effect. Together we will explore what's now and what's next and the trends that are shaping our industry. In this month's episode, I'm joined by Resh Sadu, Global Director of Snapchat's Arcadia Creative Studio, who I met at Can Lions this past summer. Resh was on a panel that I moderated at the Female Quotient Equality Lounge, entitled women owning it, advertising and marketing leaders forging their own path. During the conversation, we explore the challenges that women continue to face and how, as leaders, we can drive change and make DNI a reality across our industry today. Resh, thank you for being here and sharing your story. Uh, but before we get into it, I would really like to ask you to share with our listeners a little bit about yourself, ask about your role, your journey, and, and what, what makes you excited every day.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Jen. I mean, it's a a total pleasure to be here and I absolutely appreciate the opportunity to kind of share my story and my journey with you. Um, You know, having been born and raised in London, UK, and now I'm serving as the global director of Arcadia and Arcadia is Snap's in-house AR creative studio and I'm based in New York. And I can really honestly say that my path has really been driven by, you know, my passion for creativity and technology. I've had, I've got over two decades, believe it or not, experience in the digital creative agency realm, and that's on both sides of the Atlantic, including roles at AKQA, both in London and New York, with um, uh, Oscar-winning visual effects company, Framestore, and Throughout those kind of experiences and those places that I've been at, my focus has always been on really pioneering creative ideas for brands and ideas that really seamlessly integrate creativity and technology. You know, I'm a a creative uh, by heart and by trade and I studied graphic design, um, but I'm deeply invested in exploring ways that new mediums can really address challenges and, and just enhance consumer connections and experiences in the most captivating ways. So that's really kind of been what has focused and led my journey to to where I am today. And, you know, joining Snapchat was really a significant move and moment for me because it was really solidifying kind of my own dedication to like staying at the forefront of innovation in the creative technology space. Um, And whether I'm, I often call it dabbling in the dark arts, whether I'm dabbling in the dark arts of, you know, AI, VR, XR or AR. I'm really excited about those mediums and new mediums to come and the ways in which we can harness those tools. Um, And I'm excited to chat today also, just to talk about some of the projects that we're working on, uh, share some of the things that we've been seeing and learning on Snapchat and our platform, and then generally just share my look, outlook on the future of kind of AR creativity and diversity in creative teams and creative technology as a whole. So yeah, that's me.
0: Well, thank you so much for being here. You know, you and I met, as I said earlier, we met at Cannes, um, which seems like, as we were saying, eons ago, mm-hmm. um, and now we're in a rainy, very dreary day in New York City uh, doing this this interview. So a lot has happened, you know, reflecting on our time in Cannes this past summer, mm-hmm. any big takeaways, reflection from the week? I mean, because I, I I spent a lot of time at the Female Quotient Lounge. I spent a lot of time with brands and with some of my clients and I just came back really invigorated, and and meeting someone like you was also amazing for me as well. So, what were some takeaways and reflections from the week for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I oh, but I know it, it is is a rainy day today, Jen. But I can't think of a better day to be to be kind of having this conversation. I only wish we, <laughs> you know, uh, together in person and and um, sipping a hot cup of coffee together as we just you know wax poetic about this space and absolutely can was felt like just yesterday, but it was such a while ago. I also left incredibly inspired, invigorated, and very optimistic and hopeful about creativity and its role um, within the kind of digital advertising and marketing space. And, you know, this year, it was real honor for me, Jen. It was, you know, I've judged can. And have I have been invited to Judge Cant for, for many years. And it's honestly a truly a privilege. But this year I was really honored to be jury president for digital craft. And so with that kind of uh, you know, role this year came a lot of responsibility. And I I yeah. was almost a very much more mature rash going. Uh not that I didn't take it seriously before, but with this honor of being jury president, it really allowed me to double down and focus and really look at what where the work has has come in the past years and where it's going. So there was a lot more scrutiny for myself and our, my fellow kind of jurors. And I think digital craft, for me, I was judging the digital craft, as I mentioned, it's it, such an important category, I think, for Can Lines, because it's a, it's a category that recognizes and really celebrates artistry. It celebrates innovation and it celebrates technical mastery. And for me, that really, really allows us to understand what is setting the standard and what is setting the benchmark for great work? And I think what was really interesting in terms of like takeaways and reflections and and um for me, as I looked at the work and I, I kid you not, Jen, I think probably uh you know, one out of every three submissions had um, AI. It was an mm. AI example of work, AI being used in some form or another. And so um, AI definitely took center stage in the digital craft category. And I think it's 100 and undeniably cemented its position um, as being here and present. And there was an abundance of award entries and a and really diverse range. And I think AI is absolutely an indispensable in asset to the artist toolkit. But we have to err on a side of caution, and um, it's something that I mentioned in my, you know, jury president speech that AI and technology alone is not enough. And although there was this wealth and surge of submissions using AI, it is mm. not the technology alone that is going to really push us forward. But it is the use of the technology when it really resonates on a more deeper human level, and it is married with a sense of purpose from a brand point of view so those have to come together really to be able to showcase the remarkable t- potential for the technologies you know AI alone is is not enough but it is absolutely here so that was definitely a, a key a key takeaway and then another for me and and Jen you'll love this I really saw m- this kind of vibrant tapestry of like unheard narratives coming through. And I think that's because we are having more diversity in our teams, more acknowledgement of diversity in our leadership and diversity all the way down to not only the stories that we are telling, but the teams that are working on the work from the directors to the producers, to the you know, production crew, to the creatives um, that is really coming through. I was witnessing a tapestry of narratives. We're seeing work that encompasses such a wide range of topics that really haven't had the light of day. Um, And I think this is like there's a kind of audacious kind of boundary breaking ideas that are coming through. And it's really kind of shaking the very fabric of what we know as our established norms. and, And I love seeing that. I love seeing these new narratives come through and this kind of creative landscape breathing a fresh air into it because it it was just beginning to feel same old, same old. So I think the symphony of diverse work is really heralding a culture of liberation and creative freedom. And it's fostering an environment where I think innovation really thrives. So those two things were were really incredible, this vibrant kind of travesty of unheard narratives and brands being real advocates of that. Breathing new life into the digital craft, and you know, AR taking center stage, but with a word of caution that you know, technology alone is not enough. It needs to be married with purpose and meaningful execution for the for the consumer.
0: I'm so inspired by what you just said. I mean, that is, I I, I couldn't agree more. I, I've literally, not even just in the creative world. I feel like ever since I've come home from Cannes, all I talk about is AI with every single one of my clients across every single industry that you can imagine. Mm -hmm. It is literally, the the change is here to stay, but it's funny, every single client that I talk to, any industry, especially within tech, they talk about the fact that AI is is part of it, but you cannot lose the human component because it will not replace everything. So I think it's a really exciting time of how things are going to change, but very very inspiring by what you just said uh, (laughs) on this day um so i want to switch a little to um your your work um at at arcadia you know look let's talk a little bit about the campaigns and and the user experiences and behaviors you're seeing like what what are you seeing how things are how evolved the campaigns that you're doing the user behaviors from maybe last year to this year is there any notable things that we should be thinking about even as we head into 2024 dare i say
1: yeah, absolutely. So, oh, so much to share. So much to say. I think maybe just taking a step back a little bit and and and, and you mentioned this this the uh, um Jen, you know, Arcadia is coming up to two years and we are Congratulations. Saturday. Thank you. Happy birthday to all of the Arcadians and all of my Snapchat team. Um and you know, I think it's I, I often say when I'm talking to, you know, our partners that Arcadia was really really kind of conceived from this vision of being able to work with the world's best global partners and brands, and to really showcase next generation augmented reality experiences. But and, you know, we've had an incredible opportunity to do that over the past two years. But the purpose and the reason why we exist has fundamentally never changed. And in the two years that we've existed, our goal really is absolutely to build groundbreaking augmented reality experiences. But we exist to create authentic connections and enhance genuine relationships for those on our platforms. And that really has been the center of everything. And one of the most recent, I mean, we say recent, one of the most things that you know Snapchat has been sharing, which I find incredibly powerful, is something that we're calling the friendship recession and it was a, it's a recent study that was done. And what we've discovered and what we've learned um, is that teen friendship has really suffered a seismic shift over the past 20 years. In fact, our friendship circle 20 years ago looked very different to what it looks now. And there's a friendship recession happening. And what that means is that the importance of, of platforms that really focus on authentic friendships and growing those friendships in a real kind of human way is really important. And it's important to our health because um, there are friends and our friendship circle and friends can also be family, has an incredible impact on our mental health and our physical health. And what we're finding as we've become more disconnected and absolutely COVID was a a part of that, but it, it isn't the only thing driving that. But as we've become more disconnected, um, we've found that the need for connection and the need for friendship is really important. And that's why Snapchat is incredible, because Snap has Snapchat has always been different. Snapchat was always about where you came to have real conversations and real, um, it's where real friendships grow every day. And that has been always the core of the platform. So now this platform is more important than ever in in kind of growing those friendships. And it's really exciting to see that we have like over 750 million daily Snapchat users worldwide, and it has continued to grow um, year on year. And, And during COVID, you know, Snapchat became the platform, not just for, you know, teens as a parent, I'm a mom of... Of uh, uh, of teens and it became an incredible powerful platform for me to to be part of to be able to connect with with my kids and my family whilst you know we were millions of miles away and um, that community of teenagers and Snapchat uh, uh you know Snapchat users has grown Snapchat was actually just celebrated um this uh this past week twelve years and so if you think about it you know those those teens. That uh, those uh, users and and um, our community that were teenagers twelve years ago are now in their in their twenties and their early twenties. So they've grown with the platform and they continue to use it. And over what excites me more incredibly about this community is two hundred fifty million of them are engaging with AR. And that's why the importance of the work Arcadia is doing and Snap's work in AR just continues to grow from strength to strength, and you know it's an eye-watering uh, number, but six billion interactions are happening every day with our AR lenses, wow. you know, and and that. What that shows, and, and and Jen, that's everything from you know, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the types of experiences we are doing, but that's everything from you know, um, uh, crying emoji faces to you know, puppy dog ears to you know, beautiful flowering lenses to lenses that are using AI and machine learning and pulling in real time data and giving you a utility. It is the it is from every end of the spectrum that we are growing and helping our community continue to grow and build and enhance those, uh, uh, friendships, because honestly no one needs to be in a friendship recession and it is incredibly important. And I'd love to share the, the, that report with you because honestly it's mind blowing the data around it. And it really helps us as a business and as a team to really focus on the why we are here and, and what drives our purpose. So, you know, it, if anything, what I've seen in our user behavior and our, you know, our Gen Z audience is this need to connect more. And um, AR provides an incredible way to connect um, and, and to kind of really elevate and enhance those those relationships and conversations. And that for me is how we drive real impact in the world.
0: I love everything that you're saying. You know, I, this week was at, was talking to one of our, our travel clients, um, Intrepid Travel, they do a lot of work in sustainable travel, they're a global brand. And we were, the CEO is preparing for a big speech. And he was talking about, there's two big trends that they were talking about at this event. One is climate change and sustainability, and the other one is loneliness. And the fact that, you know, if, People feel lonely, like they can have the impact of smoking X amount of cigarettes a day or drinking this amount of drinks a day. Like being lonely can have very significant impact on you and your health. And, you know, listening to what you just said and listening to that, because I never thought about loneliness on a scale of climate change or even like AI revolution or stuff like that. It What you're saying is so more, much more important than we, we sometimes even probably are aware of it. There was this big speech, three thousand people this week, where they were
1: talking about climate change and loneliness in the same sentence. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. It's remarkable. And and Jen, you know, when you you, you were just saying that, it just gave me like full body chills because um, snap. Just we just held our first uh, travel summit this week um, with our travel clients. And um, it was an executive council, a roundtable discussion. And this is the conversation and the information we were sharing with our partners around the friendship recession. And this desire to travel, to connect, to stay connected and the profound impact it has on our well-being and our health. And I think as a as brands and, and definitely our Snapchat, uh, you know, uh, philosophy, it it is really about focusing on that, and I think it's tremendously important. And I think it 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 pays dividends because brands that really are putting people first, and really understanding that we yes. do, we don't need more advertising, you know, we yes. need more purposeful driven experiences and real connections those are the brands that are going to have their competitive advantage so uh, you know that you know the the loneliness and the friendship recession and the need for connection has never been more important and you know that's why i'm doubling down on snapchat that's why we're doubling down on arcadia because it is absolutely what we are seeing our audience and, and the world needs right now
0: well, we should get our clients together because I think we're having very similar conversations and <laughs> very different parts of, 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 the, of the world and the city and the country, et cetera. Let's um, do that Let's I want, take that. I, I would love to do it. Um, I want to ask you another question um, mm. about um, your work that you're doing. You know, looking at everything you just said, which is so important and just listening to it, I believe it wholeheartedly. How are you leveraging AR and all the work that you're doing Um, with Snapchat, you know, it's very important that everything we do be as inclusive as possible. And how do do you use the tools and the work that you all are doing to help help brands utilize AR to be more inclusive in their advertising? Because I think that's extremely important. You know, you and I, we met at the Female Quotient in Cannes this past summer, as I said, and that whole focus of Female Quotient is about empowerment and inclusivity. And I, I really think that's obviously something that you all are working on as well, talk a little bit about that so our listeners can understand.
1: Yeah, it's it's an incredibly incredibly important topic. And if we just step back a bit before I dive into, you know, how important a role AR can play within, you know, um diversity and Equity and inclusion within our space, just generally as the industry as a whole, and 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 you know Jen, you know this, and the female quota does an incredible job of it. There's still so much work to be done. We are. It will never. It the work will never be done, and we have to have the conversations, and we keep having to push our agencies, our brands, and we keep having to look at ourselves in terms of what are we doing. to to move and change the industry as a whole. As a creative that has been in the space for over two decades, the challenge and often the question that I would ask myself in rooms is, where is the representation? Where is the diversity? Where is the different perspectives coming in? Who are the teams making the work? Because if those teams are not diverse, The work will not be diverse. So one of the things that I have always, always been ruthless on in any agency or brand that I've worked on is being absolutely mindful of the people that we are hiring and the the creative teams that we are building. It is on each of us to look at our teams and question, do our teams reflect the world? Are rooms full of, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, white employees or white men, which has often been the case? I kid you not. It is 2023. I was recently in a meeting uh, for a particular, you know, brand. And I found myself to not only be the only woman in the room, but I was also the only woman of color. And we have to voice and question, are we progressing where we need to and across the board is the playing field level. And if it is not, we have to absolutely connect and we have to make sure that we are, are asking the right questions and, and, and making people feel uncomfortable because um, if we are not, it won't turn up in the world. Now, when it comes to AR, I think AR offers a, such a powerful tool for brand to embrace diversity, to embrace inclusion. Um, in, in all of the efforts, because by creating inclusive and representative AR experiences, brands can engage in a broader audience and contribute contribute to what I believe is a more equitable and empathetic society. And I think that goes down to our teams. I'm really proud to say that Team Arcadia is one of the most diverse teams within Snapchat. Our team is representative and reflective of the world. We have different, and, and you know, diversity turns up in many different ways it's not just the color of our skin and our gender it's age diversity it's perspective diversity is everybody does everybody come from an elite college background not that that's bad but then what kind of different well, perspective and perspectives and opinions do you have i look not for phd's and and college you know names i look for people that are passionate about what they're doing and have a unique perspective and it is those individuals that Uh, that push to disrupt, that push to challenge, provide a diverse perspective within the experiences that we are making. And I'll give you a great example. Why is it important to have that? Isn't talent just talent? I've often been asked this question, Jen, as a kind of, you know, in my last role, I was chief creative officer of Barbarian and people said, absolutely, you know, we 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 all want our teams to be diverse, Rash, but we've got to find talent where talent is. I said, absolutely. But it, it's it, it's it's harder to push to find that diverse talent because there is a lot of great talent out there. Yes. But what your role as a leader and a creative leader or a business leader to do is to look at your team and say, what are we missing here and what value? can those individuals with their perspectives and their varied backgrounds bring? Because it is those voices and those perspectives combined with everything else that really fosters a culture of inclusivity and it makes the work better. We're working on a beauty brand at the moment within Arcadia. It's an AR experience. And the question our teams have been able to confidently and comfortably talk about is how these series of AR makeup looks look on different skin tones. Now, had our team not been a team with different skin tones, you know, I, I'm Indian of origin. My skin tone is very different, Jen, to, to yours. Um, we have, you know, uh, t- uh, uh, African Americans in our in our team. We have Hispanic in our team. You know, the, the, the importance of our team in early development of this work is to think about that from the beginning, not at the end. That would not have happened if our team was not made from a diverse pool of creatives and thinkers. And if we didn't foster the culture of talking about how diversity and equity and inclusion needs to turn up in our work, and if it doesn't turn up in the work, we may as well not exist. So that is really how it it, it really ladders back up. And it's not just in the AR work that we do. It should be in every creative agency, every brand's, DNA going forward, that it is, makes the work better. It makes the team better. And there's still, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done.
0: I I couldn't agree more. I mean, we're, we're getting ready to bring the industry together again. Um, Advertising Week New York um, is going to be happening next month um, around October 16th, as usual, middle of the month. Yeah. Um, what are some of the top, what are some of the big topics, um, that you think we should be thinking about? You think brands should be talking about, um, cause we're going to, obviously, we're going to r- try to run this before advertising week, New York. So I'd love to get your perspective of what you think should be on everyone's
1: mind. Yeah. From an industry point of view, I think that, you know, um, we're at an incredible point. Um, you know, I think there's such a seismic shift happening, in in the industry as a whole and I really felt that coming out of Cannes you know the there was there was almost this kind of lull moment and maybe COVID maybe COVID made that happen maybe COVID put us all in this kind of in enforced sleep and and coma where we were just I don't know we were just all surviving we were figuring it out you know we were dealing Agreed. with with families and kids and and our emotions and our feelings and we were saying what just happened what is happening in the world and and now as we have come out of that and coming out of can what i see is is creatives reignited passions reignited conversations happening debates happening and i see incredible potential to great to create great work i have not seen enough of it I implore brands to really push and think about the the work that they are putting out because mediocre is not enough. And I think what is really exciting is that the work that brands are putting out is really being tested by the audience and no longer do they want work that is not purposeful and not meaningful and no longer do they want do they are they looking at brands as a as a tool and medium to insert themselves in the conversation when they have no place to be there? the the playing field is so much harder and I think in those tough in the, to me those are challenges that is only going to evoke and create great work. So really pushing the standard and the quality of the work that we are doing is really profound. I, we have to, collectively as a group of creatives as brands as 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 consumers as makers as challengers we have to put work out into this world that really matters and if anything we've learned anything from the past two years beyond that you know if, if we're not driving our businesses our community and each other forward then that work does you know shouldn't exist And then when it comes to technology, I think there is this, as I said, there's this seismic shift happening. There is an incredible amount of opportunity right now to use these incredible technological advancements that are happening at lightning speed, whether it is is in AR uh, with Snapchat or within AI and machine learning. Um, There is an incredible opportunity to harness these tools and really use them as a force of good. And I think the brands that are gonna stand out are the brands for me that are really, um, I call it, you know, uniting um, creativity and purpose uniting in harmony. I think that we are gonna see a growing emphasis on a work absolutely with more purpose, where the focus goes beyond just technical advancements alone, but where while technology is playing a crucial role, But there is an absolute importance of using our work to address, you know, the the challenges that we are facing as a society, whether that's environmental or the friendship recession or everything driven by inclusivity so that we are creating really meaningful experiences. I think the impact of our work over the next few years lies not just in our technical capabilities, but it lies in our ability to really evoke human emotion, drive change and foster connections, which we all so desperately need. So I think the work and the brands that will stand out are the ones that are harmonizing innovative technology with that really purposeful mindset. And that is what will leave a lot lasting impression. So if there is anything for brands to think about, it's those.
0: I'm going to just, this This conversation has been great and the time is literally flying by. So I'm going to just, I'm going to skip to our, usually do our final word. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask you, um, what is one piece of advice that you would give our our listeners for how AI is going to impact the industry over the next 12 to 18 months?
1: Oh, I mean, this is an easy one. I think you know we took we dab- we talked about this a little bit earlier on in our in our conversation. Um hello, AI, welcome to the world. You are here to stay absolutely. But I think um a word of caution, you know, AI and technology alone is not enough. It is our ability and to tell stories that resonate on a deeper human level. It is our ability to deliver not just flawless execution and cutting edge technologies, but it is our ability to create purposeful driven work. And at the center of that is always, always a focus on the human and a human connection. So really AI is here to stay, but it is the use and the artistry of AI that is really going to set this industry alight over the next 12 to 18 months.
0: Rush, thank you so much for for joining me. This was an awesome conversation. I love spending time with you and Can. And we didn't even get to spend that much time together, but this conversation um shows that, like, you know, we met and I really wanted to to get to know you better. And, and this was a great conversation. I feel like I learned a lot. Um and thank you so much for being
1: here. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Jen, and everything you and the female quotient do of forgiving. Us, all voices and, and a platform. And I, I love this podcast forum. So thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning into The Sway Effect, our
0: podcast series from our network of innovators, disruptors, movers, and shakers that are changing the marketing communications industry today. Keep up with the latest by following, reviewing, and subscribing to all things that we're doing by checking out our website at www.theswayeffect.com. Let us know what you thought of today's episode by leaving a comment on our LinkedIn and Instagram at The Sway Effect or on Twitter at Sway Effect.